0: Welcome to On the Record with White & Case. This is the podcast where we discuss life in big law, whether you're considering a career in big law, studying at law school, or already one of us. This podcast is where you can get to know our firm and our people. Expect tips and advice, insights into our work, and find out about what lawyers actually do all day. And in every episode, we'll go off the record with our guests for the lighter side of legal life. I'm Juliette Fernandez, and this is On the Record with White and Case. Today, I'm joined by Bridget Bone, an associate in our competition practice in our New York office. Hey, Bridget. Hi, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing very well, thank you. We were kind of just talking about how we've kind of played musical chairs. You were in D.C. for a little bit. I was in New York. Now I'm in Houston. Now you're back in New York, so... All been a blur over the last two years yeah, or so. It has,
1: and only such a small amount of time in a physical office.
0: Right. And it feels like so much longer, too. Like I think back and I'm like, oh, yeah, last year was 2019, but it wasn't, and it was three years yeah. ago.
1: It's like a decade. It's been at least a hundred years since I was before COVID. Yeah.
0: Well, it's great to see you. I'm excited to um, have you on the podcast today, especially talking about the Spectrum Affinity Network um, during Pride Month. For me, it's as an ally, one of my favorite months of the year. First and foremost, because it summer in like the most amazing way, and two, it's just so much fun and such a celebration of just happiness and love and life. And I'm so excited to kick off with you. Um, And before we dive into Spectrum, I just wanted to get a kind of peek at your career at White & Case and kind of your law journey so far.
1: Before I was a lawyer, I was a teacher, um, which is always a fun little tidbit. Um, and I graduated from law school at Wash U in St. Louis, and I um, was a summer associate at, in the New York office in, the, in our old building. And then um, I joined the litigation group, um, and I've been really doing commercial litigation since I started. Um, I was in, like you mentioned, the D.C. office for a year and a half while my wife was working in D.C., and now I'm back in the New York office still doing IP lit and some antitrust work. Um, Um, So kind of a
0: variety of of all the competition topics. Alexa, play back in the New York groove. I was (laughs) was in the New York office last week. I swear it's like the first thing that pops in when people say back to that. Um, We have a number of, I think it's so interesting, a number of associates, partners, even summer associates, um, even in the Houston office this year that were teachers kind of first. So I'm always interested what piqued your interest or what kind of intrigued you enough to make the career change?
1: I think it's actually really, it's actually a really interesting um, switch because like you've basically spent your time as a teacher having to explain complex things in clear and concise ways and trying to like take really like lots of information and condense it into to like small digestible pieces. And I think you do that the same thing as a litigator. You have to take complex things, especially in IP, and you have to try to understand them and try to make them make sense to an audience that has no idea what you're talking about. Um, I was a preschool teacher. So I mean, like, it's just zero understanding. Of- zero understanding. <laughs> like, what is my hand? You know, like we're starting at the basics. So I'm, I think there's a really interesting transition between like teachers to litigators and are just like desire to talk and to communicate complex things but it's a, it's like a great i mean it's it's great because also we do some really cool pro bono um, teaching um, opportunities here i know when i was before covid pre covid um, i was teaching con law to some classes i think it was up in harlem um, on on a few weeks um, so we would i've you know, there's really cool, still teaching opportunities to teach people about what law school is and what basic their legal rights are and, and um, things like that. So it's kind of been a consistent part of my entire career from the time I was teaching to, to now. So I try to still do it as often as I can. And there are some really cool um, opportunities still.
0: I've never actually had it explained that way. And it makes total sense because you guys are just skilled up from the get go to have patience that are just, it's not, patience is not my. Version virtue. Yeah. I will never be a student. I will not be a teacher. I cannot bring myself to just break it down like that. Um, but it makes so much sense, even like getting in front of clients and explaining why you're doing things and kind of having the patience and then having those skills of just being able to break it down into bite-sized kind of digestible things for them to understand. Yeah, so, exactly. It makes so much sense. Um, and I think it's so cool too that you continue to be able to kind of intertwine that into what you're doing in pro bono matters or just kind of in matters in general. Um, So I think that's great.
1: Yeah. And it gets you also like education related pro bono projects. Um, And I actually, one of my first pro bono cases on the spectrum side was um, representing a a trans student um, in a classroom. So it was both a combination of like you know, understanding our community and the issues you face, but also my background in education and learning new things about education law. Um, So, you know, it all kind of, it intertwines together. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And it's so great to talk to you as well, because you're such a good firm citizen. Like you're so involved in so many different things. And I think it's really cool for whoever listens, you know, to hear that you can get involved that way, like at an associate level, like it doesn't have to like be so top heavy, like you can Mm -hmm. kind of pick and choose what you get involved in and, you know, different panels or different affinity networks or different leadership roles within the different things. And Mila also on our band spotlight, she was talking about, you know, being a firm citizen in that, in that way as well. And I think it's just, it's really cool for people to understand that they can kind of get involved as quickly as they want to. So awesome to hear. Um, so as I mentioned, kind of uh, during our intro, we were going to spotlight a little bit on the Spectrum Affinity Network. Um, so to begin, what is the Spectrum Affinity Network at in So the Spectrum
1: Affinity Network is um, basically the group together of, of LGBT and allies um, at the firm. So I think the Spectrum Network in, in technically is in the Americas. And I know there is the spectrum also in Europe, in Germany, um, in London, in Mexico. I'm not sure if they're all technically part of the same spectrum organization. We do a lot of things with them, but I think we're all under like the general spectrum umbrella. But a lot of what we do is across the U.S. offices, and we do definitely get to do work internationally with, with the other um, offices, though. So, Whole purpose, and at least my vision of the purpose of Spectrum, is to unite um, LGBT folks and allies to be a both a source of community and a source of support as you start your career, as you can you know bring your full authentic self to work. Um, I think for me, it's a really great opportunity to also you know make the firm a place that you are really passionate about. You just talked about being a firm citizen, and to me, that's a really big part of like getting involved in what this firm. Um, What the firm looks like and being able to, you know, be proud of who you are and bring that to the office and being able to get involved and um, have a say in things, whether it's trying to talk about policy issues relating to LGBT folks, talking about social events or just really just having mentors that have similar community Focus points like 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 um, you know working with other LGBT lawyers or or getting their input about what's it like to be a senior associate or a, or a partner um, as an LGBT person. So it's really just a sense of community and also just a, a gathering place for us to do things related to being LGBT. I guess
0: I love how you've said community throughout the description a few times. I think. Especially as you start out your career, you so much of your identity for so long is where you're at and where you're working and having the opportunity to have a place like Spectrum or any of our affinity networks and having that community, I think, makes all the difference. Could you reflect back as your time as a junior associate and how that felt kind of getting integrated with Spectrum and how that helped you get integrated to the firm as well?
1: Completely. I know when I... Um... Joined as a summer associate. You know, you have the big events and big meetings, and you're getting to meet a lot of people. And I remember our first Spectrum dinner, where it was much more intimate. It's, it's you and the people that I think, you know, our Spectrum group has grown. Like quadrupled in size since I was a summer associate. Um, But at that time, I think it was a dinner of like ten or twelve of us, and just to hear, like, have more intimate conversations to talk about what it was like to be an associate, and just to hear random, casual conversations about um, associate life and and partners also was really helpful for me to get a sense of the firm and to feel more comfortable and confident and build those relationships. Um, And I think over time, also as a junior, you really do. um, There's so many things that you've never experienced before, right? As As a young, a young lawyer. Um, you know, our first big summer gala, we had a, a gathering beforehand of Spectrum folks, which was great. So you could show up with your partner and be around other, other queer people. And so you felt more comfortable then going into like the larger summer conference because you were with, you know, folks that showed you that your your authentic self was appreciated at work. Um so there's so many different elements of the community that is that are supported when you're a junior associate. Also just hearing, you know, seeing successful you know, LGBT lawyers, um, being able to show that you can be like you, like I said, I keep saying bring your authentic self, but it's such a, such a pivotal part of what it is. Um, you can be yourself. You can talk about your personal life, talk about the things that matter to you and still be an incredibly successful lawyer. And I think it's really helpful to see that when you're a junior associate, um, or a junior, anyone to be able to see that success can look like you in the future.
0: Yeah. And like you said, I think it 100% attributes to being confident in the workplace when you almost are kind of looking at someone and it's, you think it's corny to say, but you're like, oh, like I could be that person because they look like me or they yeah. have the same quality, like, you know, things that they believe in and we're able to have authentic conversations like you're saying. And, if you have that support from the beginning or even you know if you lateral and you find that you have the support that you didn't have maybe at another firm or another company or you make mm-hmm. you know uh, a transition in the middle of your career, but having that community, I think allows you to just go in and own it and be who you mm-hmm. are. Um, so I love I love so much that you said that and I think that's such a huge takeaway. Um, and you mentioned a lot to kind of interactions with partners and associates, and I just kind of want to hone in a little bit on the partner interaction because it was interesting when I spoke with Mila, too, about how having ban for her, she was able to meet partners and network with partners. Do you have kind of similar experience with Spectrum and what's that interaction look like with partners and associates?
1: Yeah, I think it's great because um, also, as a, you know, I do think White & Case is a really good job of having junior associates have a lot of partner interaction. I, I think I know a lot, a lot of firms, a lot of places, you don't necessarily get like, you're really siloed from partners. Um, that's never really been my experience at, at White & Case. But I also know it's really helpful to have casual relationships with partners that aren't necessarily based on specific projects or assignments or matters that you're working with. And so I think for me, it's been helpful um, just to also have someone to talk about you know, regular life with or or to talk about things that are impacting me about LGBT issues or, um, you know, to be able to have conversations that are like, these are the kind of pro bono projects I think we should be working on or I'm having this issue at work and how do I navigate it or, or things like that. Um, to have someone who you think is in your corner, I think, can be really, really helpful and can give you a sense of confidence um, in being able to deal with all types of partners. And so I think I, I think it's really helpful to have partners um, be a part of spectrum or be a part of different affinity groups because it's a way to communicate and, and to have build relationships um like i said not based on uh, whatever case you're working on or whatever project or deal you're working on being able to just have relationships that you can go and sit and have a drink at a, a bar or a restaurant and talk about or your families or or um you know the different challenges you have at work that aren't really just based on the work you're working with so it's um it's really beneficial at least for me it has been
0: yeah, and that's so true and so important to have relationships at your workplace that aren't just tied to, you know, a project, something that you're being evaluated against, something that, you know, might show up on a performance evaluation later on or, you know, you're getting feedback on. I know for me, so many of my close people at the firm are people in leadership positions or partners and they don't really have anything to do with graduate recruitment. And they've been yeah. some of my biggest, you know, career champions or people that I lean on for advice or am I doing this correctly? Or, Hey, I've just had, you know, a great day. You want to get a drink or I've had a really yeah. Yeah, it's not so great day. You want to get a coffee type of thing. Yeah. And I think it also adds to the community and having the opportunity to have those informal touch points also gives you confidence later on to maybe reach out to a lawyer that you do want to work with, um, yeah, you know, regardless definitely. of being a partner or maybe they're a senior associate or a mid-level associate even that you know is kind of doing interesting work. Um, and Completely. maybe that can help you kind of feel confident to reach yeah. out and kind of extend that all branch yourself. Completely. And do you feel like In Spectrum, has it helped you get some of those formal mentors or do you have like a formal mentoring structure within Spectrum or is it kind of just more informal? It's
1: been relatively more on informal. I mean, like yesterday, a senior associate from Spectrum just wrote to me out of the blue and was like, you know, how's everything going? How's your career going? Do you need any help or do you need anything like that? Like those kind of relationships are invaluable. And those things happen just through Spectrum by having um, senior associates and partners just watch out for you and and care about you and and care about your career. Um, I think, you know, I've also met people through partners and senior associates who introduced me to people um, who, you know. Will help me informally like that, and I think that's been also very beneficial. Um, I personally think that when you are able to be authentic and and um, when you're able to be exactly who you are at the at the at the office, those relationships are much easier to to create, and um and those kind of part, those kind of mentorship, informal mentorships, they come much much smoother because people know you are exactly who you are. You're you're bringing your full self. I I'll talk about my wife usually within the first ten minutes of people meeting me because I'm, she's my wife and I love her, but also just because um, it's a big part of my identity. And I think, um, I think for me, it's been really helpful to do that and to have those relationships and feel comfortable enough doing that, because I feel like, you know, when, when partners know that you are you're authentic and you're you're being your full self and you feel comfortable enough to have those conversations and to share a huge part of who you are, um, I think that those relationships come really easily. And I think they have for me at least. And um, it's been my experience at the firm that the more open and the more honest I am, um, those mentorship relationships um, have just sprung up and they've been they've been awesome.
0: It's so true. That just helps the relationships start from a place of being yourself. This is, yeah. you know, who I am. I would love, you know, to have a working relationship with you, a personal relationship with you, and it just makes it better from the onset. Um, So Completely. I have to 100% agree with you on that one. Um, You mentioned earlier, too, about kind of working on different initiatives throughout the firm, um, working, you know, with leaders across the firm. I think you were like an integral part in us using pronouns in the workplace. Can you talk a little bit about that?
1: Yeah, we, um, I really do find to be that, uh, first of all, a squeaky wheel does get the grease and I've done this really since I, um, I was in probably like high school, if I have a idea, or if I have a complaint about something, it's very, very rare that I don't share that, um, that complaint or that idea. Um, And I found, you know, like little random things or little things that you see as a queer person in your everyday life that you um, that, uh, you know, a lot of times people, if people aren't going to bring it up, you're not going to know that it's a that it's an idea or that it's an issue. And so pronouns and email signatures was one thing that a few of us thought could be something that would be really beneficial both to the queer community at the White and Keith at the firm, but also to you know people with non-anglican names, non-white sounding names, it'd be it'd be much easier for them. Um, we do work across borders to have pronouns and email signatures, so people don't feel like they have to constantly explain and, and things like that. So there's many reasons why pronouns and email signatures can be very very beneficial. Um, and so I think we were at Spectrum and we started talking about little things that we think could. You know, could change at the firm. And so we decided to create a policy committee and we talked about also what it would be like to be a trans person at the office. Are there different things um, in the office that could be improved um, if you're a trans or gender nonconforming person? And uh, we basically came up with a list, and when we crowdsourced from from other um, best practices, from um, other firms or from other you know organizations, um, to get a sense of like what are some of the things that we could be doing. Um, also, to you know increase the, when you have a summer associate who's transgender nonconforming, when they come in, they see that we're thinking about them, and they, they know that we are trying to be proactive and, and considerate colleagues and coworkers, and create a com- community that's responsive and and reactive to what their needs are. Um, So we you know, we got together a list, a few things for us you making bathrooms more gender neutral, or, or at least making it clear that the firm allows you to use whatever bathroom corresponds with your gender identity. Um, there were just a, a variety of issues. So we basically came up with a committee and we had a list and we presented our suggestions to the um, to a number of partners in the uh, diversity committee. And then it got put up to the executive committee. Um, and now we have email signatures with pronouns in them. And I know there are different things coming down the pipeline um, and, and making you know, HR forms and intake forms, more gender inclusive and um, LGBT friendly. Um, so there are so many things, you know, it's especially I think, like the needs of a community, like the LGBT community are constantly changing. And I really loved how Wayne Case allowed us to be proactive and to use our voice as associates in things like that. We really have no, uh, you know, we're we're associates, we're lawyers, but we were able to Get involved in things like HR issues and um, designing promo uh, bathroom signs and email signatures because they were really important to us and our and our opinions were were heard and and um, we made some cool changes and we'll probably constantly be making changes and that's um, what being in a you know 21st century office is like you're always trying to make changes and be as as um, adaptive as you can be so uh, it's been a great experience it's been one of my most satisfying things to see everyone with their email signatures now with pronouns and everyone, you know, so many people have them. It's completely optional, but across like so many different partners and associates will have them. And it's, it's both a great feeling because it's done. They've done something that I was a part of, but also because, it shows that they are caring enough, and they're trying to tell us, you know, like we see you. We know this is something that we could do to make the workplace more inclusive, um, and so they're doing that without being prompted um, because they care about their colleagues and their coworkers and the associates. So I'm, it's it's a great it's been a great thing.
0: Yeah. And it's so true what you say about, you know, being proactive. I think in 2022, you try your best to be adaptive and flexible and agile and kind of roll in with everything that's thrown at you. And we mm-hmm. have just so much simulation and things going on and all of that stuff. And I think it's so important where employers, where people can be proactive instead of reactive or adaptive. Exactly. Um, it, It's just different and it kind of sets, you know, people apart. It sets us apart and someone who maybe is interviewing and has never really seen that or been, you know, accepted that way or hasn't felt comfortable to say, you know, these are my pronouns and they see it and it's just kind of part of who we are and what our expectation for our people is as well. Um, I think it's great to be proactive in that, in that way and in manageable steps, right? Because you can't always be proactive to everything or preempt everything. But I think in manageable steps and kind of, you know, ways where to us, it seems easy to do it and implement it, um, I think is great. Um, Yeah. It's also, I think,
1: really great because... um, you know, there's so many companies that can just make a rainbow logo for Pride and uh, not actually make any changes substantively to their the experience of the people that work at their companies, right, or their firm. And so I thought it was really special that we do those things. We have the celebrations. We have Pride events. We have great events that, like, bring us all together. But we're also substantively doing things to the firm to make it a more inclusive space. So I think it's so great that it's like walking the walk in addition to you know, the, the celebratory pride things, so we're really taking steps to being um, a firm that is- um, Walking and talking in the exactly. talk. Exactly, <laughs> you know, waving the flag, but actually doing the things as well. So yeah.
0: I'm su- super proud of the firm for that. And I think it's a perfect segue into, you know, how you were seeing- folks around our offices, you know, across so many of them, um, using the pronouns in their signatures, talking about the importance of allies and why Mm -hmm. you don't necessarily need to maybe identify as a member of the LGBTQ plus community, but Mm -hmm. being an ally and why, why that's important today and why, you know, it's important for spectrum.
1: I think some interesting thing about the LGBT community is that it can be so politicized and you can, it can feel so, you know, um, if you can just feel like you're going to be accepted or you're not going to be accepted based on, you know, who you're talking to. And, and I've, I've, I've never felt not accepted at, at this, at this firm, the, the conversations I've had, um, the, um, you know, I, I, when I was a first year associate for Pride, I wrote a piece for the, um, for our internal interest, site, uh, connect about pronouns um, and about different types of pronouns, the different lingo, because the lingo can be intimidating, right? Like LGBTQ plus QIA, you know, there's so many, it can be as complicated as you want. And the flag can be as colorful as you want it to be. Um, and that can be daunting. And that and, um, can feel like it's, you know, like oh, that's too many letters for me to know. Oh, like, what are they, them pronouns? And it was really interesting when I posted that to get responses and emails from people all around the firm, Um, vast majority of them just allies telling me that they appreciated reading it um, and that they learned something and they appreciated my perspective. And that kind of thing makes you realize that people, you know, like, no, you don't have to feel othered. um, And then the firm is supportive. um, And that kind of allyship and getting people involved and even just getting people to just acknowledge who you are and what you care about. It makes a huge difference to your quality of life at a firm or a company um, to feel like you are supported when you're speaking up about things you care about. And I think, you know, you see that also in terms of partners coming to Pride events with their families, um, but also, you know, partners participating in LGBT um, recruiting events. So things, allyship is a huge, huge important part of of the firm. And, and I think it's, can be shown in so many different ways. It doesn't have to be showing up to our pride events. It can just be voicing support for someone when they express an opinion or, or, or something like my, my pronoun piece. So I think um, it's, it's vital to um, to at least my happiness as a firm.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, Everything you've said is just amazing. It's clear to see, you know, how passionate you are about, you know, the firm being a member of a spectrum and fitting network, you know, your position within the network. Um, but also just how confident and comfortable you are in yourself. Um, and I think it's just an amazing, amazing thing to see, you know, I think in 2022, you kind of take it for granted. But like you said, you know, you remember the spectrum network dinner being 10 to 12 people, and now it's so much bigger and it's grown so much. Um, And I think that's amazing. And it speaks to people hopefully feeling comfortable outside of the firm, right? Because your Mm -hmm. identity isn't just being within the walls of your, you know, of your office at the firm, but just Mm -hmm. in general. Um, And then, you know, having a place to land when they do join the firm and, you know, grow with the firm and all of, you know, all that entails. Um, So I think it's just, it's wonderful to hear and kind of so great to hear from your perspective. Um, and before I wrap up, I want to kind of maybe tap into some of the different pride events that are scheduled um, throughout the month.
1: Oh yeah. I know we have a big pride party um, that I think like reached capacity in like 72 hours. And I, I'm guessing- Probably because based
0: on- it is the best event that we
1: right. have all year. <laughs> I'm sure they're gonna have to expand it, um, which is now like multiple times this has happened, we choose a venue and it's sold out within, um, God knows how long. Um, so I mean, we have a huge party coming up. We uh, that's going to be, I think, on a rooftop. I know there are pride events all over the U.S. I know there's probably a, a huge event down in um, in DC. I know there are some other events. Um, I think there's usually one in every every. Um, every office, uh, or they just bring people out over to the, to the New York office. So there, that's a huge one. I think there's also some virtual events we do as well. Um, so there are just really tons. We also usually have like a speaker series that will happen, um, which can be really great. We have people come. We had a, a trans rights lawyer come, I think, last year to talk about um, issues facing um, trans folks. So there are just... It's, it's unlimited amounts of events, really. It's like, it's just, you cannot get away from Pride events um, at the firm. And, and we were the first firm, I love to make this when I do recruiting, we were the first firm to have a float in Pride. And that was, I was a part of that Anything. when I was like a second year waving a flag in front of like whatever millions of people in the middle of a Pride parade. I'm hoping we're going to get back to that. I know um, we've been going since COVID towards the party scene more so that more people can be a part of it. Um, yeah. But there's just so many ways to celebrate Pride.
0: Yeah. I'm definitely already plugged into what's going on down in Houston um, since I won't be able to be in New York for the big parade and our event um, that is just literally the best day. And like the sun always seems to be shining as well. So I'm like, summer is here. Everyone's happy if only for a day. And it's a Exactly. Um, Exactly. It's a national holiday day. It is. It is. And it should be every day. It's like one of those things where it's like- It is for me, at least in my office. For sure. And, you know, it's- an amazing, it's kind of like a birthday, like you celebrate big, um, exactly. but it's every day. Right. Um, yeah, so exactly. I love that. I'm so excited for the rest of the month. So excited for summer to kick off and just be at the firm during this, mm-hmm. uh, during the month. Um, it was a pleasure speaking with you. It was good you to see well. you. Thank you so much. Um, and I hope to talk to you soon. You as well. It's great speaking with you. To follow along or check out any of the pictures or videos from our pride celebrations, check out our Instagram at WhiteCase or LinkedIn. You can find out more about our work, our people, and the opportunities we offer at inside.whitecase.com and on our social media channels on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. On the Record is for you, our listeners, so we want to hear from you. Email your thoughts, questions, and topic ideas to us at the address in the show notes. Thanks for listening and please subscribe in your favorite podcast app so you don't miss out on our next episode.